This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, welcome back to Seagull Social, episode 35, season 2. I always mess this up now we've got the season 2 thing, but obviously, yeah, it's weird. But obviously, we are with... Maz, myself, Maz, mate, no Ben today. It's a bit weird, isn't it? But how are you, mate? How are you? It, it, I'm, I'm good, thanks. I'm a little bit tired, uh, but it's, it's not the end of the world. And yeah, Ben, um, he's got a, what is he? he's got a tonsillitis. Tonsillitis, he? yeah. I used to have that when I was younger. It is yeah, horrible. So, so I can could, I could see why it doesn't want to come on. It is nasty. That, thankfully, I've never had it. But yeah, I can imagine it's not. It's not great. Um, yeah, fun. Is it just? Is it, do you just get like a really bad? Like, is it just a really? Yeah, sore and you throat? can get like all like fever. Or am I underplaying it, it a bit? Be a bit. Now, to be oh, fair, okay. it is pretty nasty. Like I think my dad had this tons. That was great, but yeah. Um, but mate, you talk about your yeah. night last night because it looked mad. Because it's going to be more exciting in the game anyway. But your your night last night is like <laughs> my dream. So you basically live my dream. I do that in my uh, dreams, let alone doing it, it in my real life. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It was pretty sick. Um, so yeah, I was very grateful. Um, obviously, it's fight week, isn't it? Fury White. So um, as part of that, we went to the BT Tower, um, and. It was like a basically like a, a media dinner, so to speak. So like all the media was there, and uh, Lennox Lewis was there, Joseph Parker, uh, and uh, F- Fletch from uh, BT Sport commentary Fletch. team. Uh, so he he was on my table, and Parker was meant to be on our table as well, like on di- at dinner. But he sort of just did what he wanted, which which is fair enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can't can't really argue with Joseph Parker. Can't say anything, uh, on, no. on that one. <laughs> so do you want, <laughs> uh, Joseph, sorry, mate. Um, I think you meant to sit next to me. Uh, yeah, um, and then um, yeah, and it was it, yeah, it was just a, yeah, it was just a mad night. Like so, I ended up being on a night out with Joseph Parker and Fletch from BT mad. Sport, which mad. was just um, just bizarre. Um, and yeah, I got got a picture of Lennox Lewis, uh, which was mad. Um, interviewed Parker as well. And then what else happened? Uh, sort of Tyson yeah, Fury that ended. Pretty you? much it. Yeah. And then obviously yeah. Yeah, yeah, going to the weigh-in today. Uh, going to Tyson Fury weigh-in today, and then going to fight night tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, going, mm. yeah, yeah, going fight night tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, mate, yeah, uh, blessed, and uh, it was really good fun. Mad. Just yeah, it's all very mind blowing. Like just yeah, hearing Fletch just at the table, just speaking <laughs> as a commentator. I'm like, 
you, you did the Champions League final. Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. The Europa League final. It's yeah. Just, it's we were just, just talking off there about, about how iconic yeah, these no. commentators' voices are. You don't appreciate it until you actually speak to one. And like, you, you listen to them, you're just like, oh my God, I know your voice. And for some reason, you get really starstruck by the fact that they're actually a commentator rather than like a superstar. You sort of expect it, but with a commentator, you just don't, but it's really cool. But now, to be honest, mate, that sounds yeah, mad. No, and it's going to be a lot more exciting than the City game, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Obviously, I'm not going to be really negative. <laughs> I'm not going to come on and just be yeah. like, oh, we were really bad. Like we played against Man City, for God's sake, at the Etihad. You know, we've got to, you know, we take a bit yeah. of pride out of the fact we didn't get completely humiliated. But I mean, I don't know what we expected, really. I think we expected to lose. Um, Maz, did you did you what's your initial takes on the game? Did you watch the game because obviously you've been a busy guy? Um, but yeah, what, what was your take? Yeah, on yeah, no, no, um, yeah, no, yeah. Unfortunately, obviously, I, I didn't go there because yeah, I've, I've been busy with work and no, stuff. But no, I, I watched the game and um, it was um, it was look like like you said, we all predicted it on the, on our predictions. We were like, well, I think I said two 0 You said mm, I think I said two as well. Remind me. Yeah, 2 0 as well. So, like, yeah, like, we all expected us to lose. And I thought, first half, even though, like, if you want to look at stats and you want to do your XG and stuff, they dominated us first half in terms mm. of, you know, um, chances and create. But we, we locked them out. We kept them out. Mm. Um, you know, we did our job. That's, that's, that's all you can ask for, like, from, from the team. And, and, and I was pretty happy with the first half. And then, second mm. half, not to say I wasn't happy, but just obviously, yeah, things just. You know, they got two very lucky goals. Obviously, we'll get into the goals. But for me, the first two were just super lucky. Like, they got the luck of the bounce with the Mares mm. one. Uh, and then the second one, again, Foden, deflection. Like, what so, can you do? It's so bright, then, isn't it? Like, third, that's how I... And then the third one was a great goal. Yeah, that's how I judged it. I was yeah. like, this is the most bright thing that, that could have happened. Two deflected goals. It was yeah. giving me complete sort of, <laughs> in the worst nostalgia way possible, nostalgia of... Um, that first season in the Prem and when we first got promoted and we would go to these away mm. games and we would play so well, we'd shut them out, we'd look quite comfortable and then we'd just get hit with two of the most unlucky goals you've ever seen. Like that is just the most bright thing that could possibly happen. But um, no, to be honest, like first half, let's talk about first half because obviously I was quite happy as I say. Um, I thought, you know, nil nil against City, I didn't expect us to go on and probably even not concede but the fact that we shut them out for that amount of time, I mean, it was quite reassuring to me anyway, because I feel like, you know, we were talking before about how, you know, Brighton looked like they were on a bit of a slump. And then we come on this high and how we reacted to City was going to be quite telling as well. But we seem like we've still got our styles of play here and there. I mean, we went a bit Sean Dyche for a part, part of the game, but I think we still had our little glimpses. And when we wanted to attack, like it did, it did work. But I don't know. It didn't really look like we put them under too much pressure, but then you wouldn't expect it too much. But we looked like we were still... In the no. game, somewhat, if you know what I'm trying to say. We didn't get completely yeah. humiliated. I was, uh, yeah, I think that's a nail on the head. It's like, we gave ourselves a chance at half-time. Um, so, you, you know, that's all you can... Against Man City, that's all you can ask for. As long as you're mm. in the game, come 45 minutes, half-time, you're... Second half, anything can happen. Obviously, it didn't go our way and we lost 3-0. But, like <laughs> you said, nail on head... That, that, that gave us at least some kind of hope going into the second half. Oh, we're yeah. nil-nil against City here. Can we can we sneak a result? And coming off the back of it, like you said, coming off the back of a, a great result against uh, Spurs and, and Arsenal, two great results, confidence was high. And you know, mm. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised we were still in the game come half time. Yeah. yeah, like I said, two very lucky goals and then yeah. a great finish by Bernardo Silva, who's just mm. a magician. Um, yeah, yeah can't really complain, can we? 
No, I mean when we get onto the well, yeah. we can get onto the goals really because I mean we could talk about a singular performance. Yeah. Obviously, I think Caicedo takes the plaudits and he should do for the next weeks to come. I mean, the the impact this boy has had yeah. has been absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it's literally like oh. Anthony Knockart back in 2016 when we first signed him. It's that level of impact, the sort of thing he's produced. It's been unbelievable. The energy he gives, we spoke about it last time, the energy he gives, but more so to the fact he looks yeah. so much more composed. Every single game he's playing looks more and more composed. And against City, I mean, he saved us on a couple of occasions. That sliding challenge uh, in the box was mad. And then obviously that little clearance as well. But he just, he was there for everything. He was always there. He was a bit of a nuisance to play against. And obviously, second half, I think City just outclassed us a bit. But I mean, overall, my just Caicedo, yeah. Maz, mate. What a player. Mate, mate, he's on, like, so exactly what you said is there was like, I knew he was good, or I, I knew he was, you know, the way Phil Vickery bigged him up, uh, all these, you know, big scouts in, in the Europe, whatever, like saying about how good he is and how mm. good he will be. But I don't think we quite realised how good he yeah. is and no. how much, yeah, he's like, he's not even hit his, well, I reckon he's probably, what, at 20%, 30% of what Yeah, mate, he's, he like, he's like 20 years old, like 21 quite, years old, it's mad. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is like the scary thing to think that he's still... No way he's younger than me. Developed in his footballing ability. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's a scary thought. Or, or what was it? Scary hours, as, as Jaden Sancho would say. Um, yeah. It's scary hours for um, for everyone in the league. Uh, I think because yeah, it's it's mad. Like he, yeah, he's twenty years of age. He's bossing bossing midfields against Arsenal, Spurs, and putting in a decent performance against Man City. Like oh, how mad. many twenty year olds are are doing that? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I'm really excited about how he's going to progress, how mm. Potter manages him, how, um, you know, does Basuma stay? Does he play with Basuma? Does, like, there's so many mm. questions going into next season, I think. Well, mate, which, I think that Basuma, yeah, like, think. This, like, this is the future, isn't it? This is, I mean, I look at it, right, and I look at Basuma, and this isn't a slander on Basuma, but when he first came in, he was quite raw. And, you know, he, he didn't get played all the time, particularly his first season. He didn't really have... He had an impact, but not probably as much as Caicedo has. I look at I Caicedo and I yeah, just yeah. think, my God, he is like actually ready now. And like he's 20 years old and he's ready to just mm. be a, a regular in the first team. Caicedo, uh, Basuma had to be sort of eased in. Yes, he played under Hewton, so it's a bit more of a, you know, he, he played in a bit of a flat four sort of thing. Potter probably got the best out of him. Mm. But under Caicedo, he's just, he's just come straight in and been like, you know what? No, this is my place. I deserve to be in this team. And he, he's really, really, really proved it. And that's, I think, the difference. He he really does have a ceiling that's like, yeah, it's 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 insane. Yeah, uh, and you talk about like um, you talk about oh, like deserving to be there. I think that's that that little bit of like South American cockiness as mm. well. Not cockiness, but like like a Flyer. belief, uh, an assurance in his own ability. <laughs> yeah, mm. and like he he believes in his own ability, and I, and I think that shows through his game like the way he plays mm. you can tell he believes in himself and I think yeah. for any young player like you need that to especially in the Premier League coming up against the likes of Man City Arsenal yeah um, he's against De Bruyne Spurs, isn't he? and stuff like that he's recently. not against you know bums so to, to play like he yeah. did is unbelievable yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like like part like party um <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no like exactly like, no, like like you say like Man City's a different breed um like to mm. yeah to come up and, and put a decent decent shift in albeit we lost 3-0 like to stand out, yeah, mm. that takes it. That takes I mean, of, uh, last piece on Caicedo was I put a tweet on uh, pretty much this time last year when we signed him last January uh, 2021. We signed him, and obviously, we saw that video that went and did the rounds. I put a tweet on about it in January uh, last year about 
him at the airport with his parents, um, you know, crying his eyes out, but leaving his oh, house, yeah. leaving I'm, his home, yeah. you know, from Ecuador. And he was seven, six, 18 there, and, he, and he's that, leaving yeah. his home. Yeah, 18 years old, leaving, um, you know, Ecuador to come all the way to Brighton in a, in a city, a, a country that you've never been to, you don't know a single person, you don't speak the language, to come over here and, and actually do that at that age is absolutely unthinkable. Like, I couldn't even comprehend that for me like at that age doing that i couldn't even do it now to be honest yeah and you just you just see that and you're just like yeah you deserve every bit of praise you get and that's how i think the sacrifices of these young players make south americans particularly you know coming from the other side of the planet and you're coming over here to you know try and perform you've got half a chance you know of getting in the team and you know Fair play to Brighton for giving him that chance, but my God, it must have just been unbelievable. So yeah. for him to get the the praise he's getting no, right hun- now must be like living his dream. Only a year on as well. Yeah, hundred no, percent. And also as well, I think the fact that obviously Jeremy Sarmentio as uh, Jeremy Sarmentio as well is in uh, <laughs> yeah Sarmentio. Uh, yeah, it tells you how tired I'm. I can't even get my words out. Yeah, um, yeah Sarmentio. The, the fact that he was there and and like he can um, mm. he can help him. I think I think that's been key as well. Like having mm. that fellow countryman just in the squad with you and and knowing that he's also potentially going to be in this team soon they must have that like sort of like brotherhood that nice mm. kind of you know like both similar ages as well just to be like they're yeah. both what yeah yeah it must be it must be like you said it must be such a uh, a nice feeling that the sacrifices that they've made have, have been worth it do you know what i mean because they both yeah, had their fine. sort of yeah. different journeys right um mm. yeah so yeah it must be like sick like it's two young young internationals as well like mm. to be played for brighton in the premier league must just be Crazy. And actually, on uh, on um, Sarmiento, yeah. he came on actually just for a little brief appearance in the second half. He looked a bit lively again. I mean, what I like about him so much is the fact that he just isn't afraid of just running at a defence. I mean, that's something that we haven't really had uh, at Brighton for a good few years now. Someone that just gets the ball oh, and runs straight away. screaming and, out for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just someone so direct. And that is what Sarmiento is. And to be fair, okay, he hasn't really had much of a chance. But whenever he comes on, he looks like, you know... It's hard to get the ball off him. It's Lightly. not easy to just tackle him. He he gets on the ball and he just runs. Um, so against City to come on and, and have a go like that was was quite reassuring as well. So I'm looking at this game. I'm taking the positives because it isn't it isn't a game where I look at it and I think there's loads and loads of negatives. To be honest, I think apart from the fact we're outclassed second half. I mean, yes, we gave the ball away for their third goal or something, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take too much into it. I, I sort of look at it and think there's so much to be sort of happy about in the game, which sounds ridiculous at three 0 oh. down. No, mate, 100% agree with you. I think, like, look, we all knew it was a free hit. We, we all went into it without being defeatist slash uh, negative. We all knew we were going to lose, right? Like, we, mm. you know, let's be real about it. But the way I look at it, like you said, so we had, what, a great performance from Crusado, uh, mm. an appearance from um, Samiento, Webster as well, getting, getting yeah, a few Webster's more minutes under his belt. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I just see, like, I just see the benefits of playing against Man City with... With certain players coming back, certain players playing, uh, you know, I just, yeah, like you said, you got to look at the positives. When it, when you play Man City, what's mm. the point of being like, oh, we lost three 0 against City? Like, oh, let's let's dissect it. This was shit. This, but it's like, what do you get out of that? Because Man nah. City are an elite team. They're like yeah. Liverpool and Man City are just in a it's world like of their us own. They're, playing they are, sort of like Barcelona they're, they're, of 2012. You know, like that is the levels we're at. It's like yeah. it's literally like us playing it's, them then, and it's, exactly, it's, it's the same thing. Exactly, exactly. Like, there's no, there's no point of being like, oh, uh, oh, like, what do we do wrong against City? Because 
City yeah. are a different breed. Like if, yeah. you, if you're playing against anyone else in the league, Liverpool and Man City might as well make their own league because what's yeah. the point? Like they might as well just have their little, yeah. their own, their own little, their own little mini league, and everyone else just fights it out from from third to you know twentieth. That that's that we might as well just set it up, boys. Because mm. what's the point? But yeah, but actually, I, I, um, I think we, I think you know, just just playing them is yeah good. Yeah. Uh, while we're on positives, then I, I want to talk about Lewis Dunk because. He's looked pretty decent, I think, since we've, um, you know, he had a bit of a run, didn't he, where he's a bit, we're a bit like, oh, it's just, you know, Lewis Dunk is his injury really going to ruin him off? Because I think a lot of people were quite worried about that. You know, he came back from injury a bit shaky. Um, he probably didn't have the best start to the season either. It's been a bit of a weird season for Lewis Dunk. Um, but this last sort of few weeks, he's really looked like the Lewis Dunk of last season where I was rightfully saying that he should be in the England team. But now he, and you know, I don't think he warrants England team. I don't think he should be in the World Cup or anything at the moment. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, I, think I don't the think last anyone few weeks, to, yeah. No, but the last few weeks he's been pretty good. Like I think I see he had that little chest, uh, like he did at Leeds last season. He had a little few moments like oh, that, and I thought, yeah, he looks all right again. Did, did you did you see the um the, the shoulder barge he did? Uh, Yappy. Yes. Yeah, Harvey, that's what we gonna get onto. Yeah. It. It was the, uh, he just literally. <laughs> Yeah, oh mate, it was amazing. And they put the um, the, the was it uh, what's the song called? Smash Bros. Is it? Well, the, the Shrek <laughs> song. And they just put the, yeah, yeah. they dubbed that over it, and he just absolutely bodies Diaz. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, back to his actual performance. Um, yeah, no, he. I, I think look, we we as Brighton fans, we know how good Lewis Dunk is. Like yeah. we know the qualities he possesses. I know you're you're a big fan of his chests, his control. Um, you know, it, it just. He's yeah. He's all round. He's all round game. We know how good he can be. Obviously, we've all questioned his um, sometimes his lack of uh, sorry uh, his moments of uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for lose his uh, head at times concentration like lapses of concentration sometimes yeah yeah like you know he got sent off um, was it um, oh, who did he get sent off against uh, a few weeks ago uh, Man United <laughs> Man United got red yeah, card yeah Man United got yeah got sent off against Man United um, and like you know he just has his moments where you're like ah oh, come on Dunkey you're better than that. However, mm. in saying that, like, yeah, he's he's got us out of plenty of holes. You know, he's 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 goal line clearances on his day. Like, loves a goal line clearance. Um, mm. A leader. You know, like we always talk about, we need that leader in the dressing room and on the pitch. He is that. He epitomizes that. So, like, we know how good he is. It's just sometimes mm. his consistency and lack of concentration lets him down. And um, yeah, unfortunately, he's been a bit hot and cold this season. Um, and he's yeah. obviously, I think he's had his injury concerns as well. Yeah, I don't um, think the injuries but helped. Yeah, like, like, obviously, it was a big injury. I think he'd done, his, he'd done his knee in, didn't he? Was it his knee? Mm. So I, I do, you know, it is a massive injury, especially yeah, at 30 years so. old to, to get. It's, it's a hard one. But um, yeah, he's been pretty good, I think, mm. last few weeks. Um, but yeah, it's about that thing with Diaz. You see him arguing after the game with Diaz. He was literally confronting him for about a solid five minutes, having an argument after the game. And I, I was just like, "This is just meme quality right here." Oh, he didn't see it. That was that was just absolutely yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "That is the moment that you can screenshot that." I didn't screenshot. It, I should have done. And it's like that is it. Like, oh, all the memes you could have made out of that are ridiculous about Dunk being better than Diaz. But no, yeah, to be yeah. fair, like he has been, he's been <laughs> good. Like recently, I, I've I've got. To give him credit where yeah. it's due you know I think with Webster coming back into the team gradually it's important that we have Lewis Dunk alongside him because neither of them have really been consistently in the team this season that's been a big part of our sort of defensive troubles but mm. I, don't, I don't know I don't think there's too much to really be too upset about obviously we'll get on to the goals now it was just it was just so 
unlucky. It was just so bright, and as I say, to concede in the way we did. We shut him out for so long. Was it Mares got the first? But it was about three deflections on the yep. way through, and it takes a big deflection of Veltman. It yeah. goes over Sanchez. I mean, it was just the most bright thing I could possibly have seen to happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think you see, yeah, the, 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 the teams like Brighton, uh, the, you know, it was it was very frustrating to watch because, <clears throat> mm. sorry, we I know like we, um, what's it called? We've we, we done so well to keep in the game. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying we were going to go on to win or we were going to go on to even get a draw. No. I'm not saying that. However, for a bit of belief, it would have been have nice to stay a bit longer than against, that, wouldn't it? That's that's what I'm saying. And, and like for that lucky goal, jammy goal, it's just like for the player. You know, as a fan, I'm like for fuck's sake. But imagine <laughs> as a player, like yeah, to concede, it's hard to, to take. concede in such a sloppy. Yeah, in like such a sloppy, sort of horrible way. And you must be thinking, oh my God, like we're one down to City now. Like, oh, where do we go from here? And then and then to get a second sloppy goal or uh, a lucky goal with uh, Foden's, like a big, big heavy deflection. Like after mm. that, you must be thinking, right, like it's just not our day. It's not our Packed day. <laughs> Let's not, not to say they packed it in, but like, yeah, no, 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 exactly that. It's like, do we just give up now? Like, you know, we've, we the luck's not against us. Uh, sorry, the luck's against us. We're not going to win this game, like, and then obviously they score a really good third, um, and then yeah, I, I think it's just it was just really frustrating. I think's the word mm. for uh, mentality's sake. It's to, hard to, to take. To I think the, the most. Uh, it's just one of those yeah. like you know I always talked about in the past about heads dropping and against City away and you and you get a goal like that it is so easy for heads to drop I even got a comment on my Twitter in the, in the mm. week saying it's, it's easy for you know they're human beings at the end of the day to concede like we did was so harsh uh, mm. and then obviously the second goal Foden it's just a massive massive deflection off Mwepu goes Sanchez already on the floor by the time it's hit Mwepu and then it's you know gone the other side of him it was just so yeah. unfortunate because you know we, as I say we played pretty well until that point but obviously overall City deserve to win they are next level next you know, second gear to us yeah. but I just think that if we didn't concede that Mares goal at the beginning and even that Foden goal you know I say that it sounds really that, I just realised how um, what's his name Michael Owen that sounded if we didn't concede we might have done alright but like it's, <laughs> it, it's the way we conceded those two goals obviously the third one was a bit more you know yes it was a mistake but they finished it very 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 well but I don't know. It was just, uh, it, I just, it just frustrates me because it's so bright and it's it. It's been a thing for so long, isn't it? Like, yeah. You even look back at the championship days, and it's like that is the most bright thing that could have happened. If we had a big day against Arsenal or something in the in the cup, the way we would concede would be a big fat deflection off one of our defenders, and it would go the other way, you know. Or in a big game again, like Grealish, for example, yeah. in the in the game against Villa when we lost the league, it's just such a bright thing to do. Go through Stockdale's legs on the last day in the last game. But I don't know. Just it was just such a bright thing. Oh mate, do, no, but... mate, you talk, you talk about the champion, you talk about the championship days, mate. The what's it called? Um, what's his name? Uh, the the Newcastle player who scored that fucking yeah. ridiculous yeah. goal. Yeah, Diarbe, and that was on my birthday. Um, <laughs> that was on my sixteenth. Diarbe, mate, that <laughs> I watched that goal go in. I was like, what just happened? It, when Literally it looped in. I was like. How like how, how? <laughs> like we're gonna talk about fucking mad goals. We've we've been on the end of a few absolute howlers. Like yeah, yeah. The army's goal against us was just just mental. But yeah, but the thing on, is, sorry, right? We always say about deflections and like heavy goals that we can see. We I think you even said it a couple of weeks ago that it's just we always concede such stupid goals, and it's been a theme like. Yeah. forever like any manager any team any bright player that's ever existed has had experience we could probably interview any player of the last 10 years and get them on this podcast and they'd say yeah we conceded some absolute howlers at times 
And I, d- I don't know why, I don't, because we don't get that in our favour. I don't think I can remember the last lucky goal. We have to work so much harder than the opposition to score every time. And I, I don't know, it's always been a yeah. Brighton thing. It's always been how it's been. I mean, we've... we've... We've had we've had a bit like obviously we've had a bit of luck like I think luck and sort of in terms of you know like uh, Leicester for example that's a good example you know Leicester we had a bit fun. of luck with yeah, the, Leicester they are yeah yeah which is like yeah like luck in that sense we've had a bit but when it comes to goals I feel like we're definitely I on remember the, back, the last like, the like, back big end loopy of, goal of, that we've scored that goes over the heads of yeah, everyone you know like, I, I couldn't tell you yeah no. No, and, and yeah, in, in that sense, yeah, we, we don't really seem to have have the luck of the draw when it comes to that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, it, yeah, it's, it is just frustrating as a fan when you see those kind of goals go in. I'm just like, why, why, like, <laughs> that's not deflected over, or, or could, could yeah. that not hit the post? Or, like, why Literally. does it have to go past Sanchez like that? It's just yeah, yeah, one of those things. Um, but to be honest, I'll, I'll get back on what a positive note because obviously I'm not going to just talk about. I mean, we spoke about the goals briefly. I don't want to go too much into him because I think the third goal, particularly, um, it was it was poor from from Wepu. It was poor from Sanchez. Um, it was it was a kick that was a bit aimless. Went towards Wepu. He missed it. Um, it was he was caught lacking a little bit there. City capitalised with quality and abundance, good passing. Bernardo Silva finished it so well. I can't explain as to how difficult that finish actually was from Bernardo Silva. He made it look mm. so easy where he passed it past Sanchez in the end. But it was just it was just yeah. a moment where you can't do that against Man City. And like we say about, you know, letting them off the hook a little bit, but that was just stupidity. Like that was just a loss of heads, loss of concentration. Yeah. We're two 0 down. The heads of the heads have dropped at that point. We've we've done an aimless pass out, Murphy's missed mm. it. And, you know, if you do it against Bernardo Silva, who's by far one of the best players in the world at the moment, he's going to score, isn't he? I mean, it's a bit of a given. But, yeah, Maz, what would you, t- you take of that third goal, mate? Yeah, yeah. So, do you know what? You know uh, when we played at the Amex and they beat us, was it 4-0? Uh, yeah, 4-1. I think, I think we scored. 4-1. 4-1, yeah. Yeah. Like, Bernardo Silva, that, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, did he? No, he didn't actually. But he was instrumental. He, he got. An he was. He was massive. Goal, like he was yeah, unreal against us at the Amex. Basically, yeah, yeah. He was. He was unreal for uh, for them. Like he just tore us yeah. apart at the Amex. And uh, um, and like I just felt like with with the likes of Bernardo Silva, like you mentioned about the you know the carelessness from Sanchez and and Wepu, you just can't give players like Bernardo Silva those yeah. kind of opportunities. I, I know he scored from like what twenty five yards or whatever, but or oh, thirty yards. Well, I don't think it was that far out. But anyway, he's you know, struck it from quite far yeah. out. I'm not saying mm-hmm. we've like yeah, I'm, I'm not saying we've given him like uh, an open goal or anything like that. But like you can't give these kind of players opportunities Space. like that because they mm-hmm. will. Punish you. Yeah, they will punish you. They will, simply as that, top quality players, which Man City have in abundance, like, you just got to look through their squad. Even their mm. bloody, you know... Uh, I mean, they're under 23s. Half are probably good enough got... to play in the Premier League. Like, yeah. it's not even a joke. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, like, mate, was it Liam, De- was it like Rory Delat? Or, no, Liam Delat. Liam Delat. The striker, Liam like, Rory. he's good yeah, enough Liam to play Delatt. for... Yeah, he, yeah. Rory Delatt, uh, he, he's good enough to play up, up front for us. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it just shows the, the amount of abundance they have of quality in their squad. Like, you can't give any of their players any kind of sniff at goal, no. which, unfortunately, Mwepu and Sanchez did. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we got cap- they capitalised on it, and it was a great finish. But, look, yeah, like you said, it's nothing to be... I don't think it's... You know, we need to obviously cut out those little mistakes, but... I don't think against against Man City, I I, I can sort of let it go <laughs> a little bit more yeah. than let's say like yeah, a Palace or saying. you know someone that we we want to beat. Do you know what I mean like someone we can we know we can beat? Uh, 
Whereas City, I'm like, it's a no contest. Just happy to go in there. <laughs> you know, take a 1-0 or a 2-0 uh, and go on our travels. So I, I want to I want to just um, change the subject a little bit. Um, it's a topic that come up I think on Twitter. Um, shout out to BHA Sahil Sahil. I should say your name because Sahil, you're you're the, you're the goat mate. Yeah. But um, shout out to Sahil for this tweet because he brought up about Neil Mope and about you know Mope hasn't really been in the team. We're, we're questioning whether he's you know we're better without him now. We're saying you know is it time for him to come back? So that's how quickly football changes. And uh, obviously he came on for a bit against City. Uh, Sports had actually tweeted it as well, saying Brighton striker Neil Mope has scored from one goal. Has scored one goal in his last 1,031 minutes of action from Boxing Day onwards. He averages 0.13 expected goals from non-penalties per 90 minutes played. So maybe a bright, maybe a striker isn't the only issue for Brighton. Essentially referring to the fact that he hasn't had much chances given to him, considering the fact he's only had 0.1% of 0.1 expected goals stat. Um, he hasn't really had the chances made for him, um, and obviously. Since Mopey's been out of the team, we've arguably been creating more chances with Alexis McAllister Caicedo now playing. Is it time for him to come back? You know, Welbeck had a decent day out, to be fair. I wouldn't say he was awful. Is it time for Welbeck to be dropped and give Mopey a go against Southampton? Because Mopey does love a goal against the Saints. Is it a time for him to have a yeah. go? Um, well, because he hasn't really had the chances really right, you since, know, you, since Christmas. Ryan, you know my answer, mate. I, I'm a big... I'm a big... Look, I'm not saying I, I'm not... I don't... I don't mind Welbeck, but he's I'm a, a big hater, fan of dude. Over Welbeck, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, like, I like Welbeck. I think he does a job. Like he does a job. I wouldn't go any further than that. Um, but I would. I I much prefer Mopay over over Welbeck any day of the week. Like I just feel like he brings. Uh, I'm not saying Welbeck doesn't bring energy, but I feel like Mopay brings a different type of energy, and he's just like the way he he uh, works so hard for the team. And we spoke about it last week. Like his qualities, you know, he's he's just he's got a lot of qualities. My only thing would be like, can he finish the chances? But like you said, if we're creating more chances and more high quality chances, maybe he might score more. I don't I don't know. Like yeah. is is that a thing? Um, but like no, I, to answer your question, I would love to see him start against Southampton. Um, and just be like, you know, I, I want him to, I don't know how to explain it, but I'd want him to just be told or, or like Graham Potter just be like, look, Mopey, you're my number one choice right now, like to the end of the season. Go out there and just play with freedom. Like, don't worry about whatever's going on, like with fans or, you know, like the media, whatever they might say. Just go out there, enjoy your game and just score goals. Like, try your best to grab a couple of goals until the end of the season and just see mm. where he's at at the end of the season and like assess from yeah. them. And I just feel like, I don't know, he's had a lot of um, sort of hits and misses games where like he's had some really good games and then he's had some stinkers and it's like... I think no with Mope, um, at the moment. His, his trouble is, right, he's he's in the right position nearly every time. His, his, pro his problem is he can't finish because he's always got his back to goal. He gets the ball... And say he's got his, say yeah. he's got the defender's ear. He's always got his back like this. He's got his back turned every single time. So he's got to turn and shoot, which is why he just pretty much misses every chance yeah. he gets because he, he doesn't have much of a chance to turn and shoot because by the time he's done that, someone's tackled him or it's going to go wide. And that's been Mopé's biggest problem. Mm. But I wanted to just bring up the fact because um, Graham Potter has been praising his professionalism over the week, um, saying about how he's done well with dealing with the fact he's not been in the team as much. Obviously, we, all the fans sort of like him that probably appreciate the, what Mope does and people say that he's he's very much a fan's player. I think he's, he, regardless of what people think about Mope's finishing abilities, everyone can give credit to the fact he does actually care, uh, which I think is what, what people like him yeah. for. But 
I would I would give him a go just for now because obviously Southampton coming up we can just actually get on to Southampton now to be honest um, because it's going to yeah. be a it's going to be an interesting game I think because uh, Potter said about Hassan Hootel a very similar team uh, there's similarities obviously there's differences as well between us and Southampton the way we play uh, Southampton last night lost two 0 to Burnley um, you know Burnley keeping their survival hopes alive is. Is this one that I you know we should be winning? I mean, Southampton have haven't lost nine nil yet this season. Is that is that something to take from it? But I don't know. But is it a time? Is it a good time to play Southampton, um, having lost two nil to Burnley? Or yeah. does that mean they're going to be now fired up to beat us? Which seems to be you know a draw every single time we play Southampton at the Amex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good question. I I don't know. It's a tough one. It's like. Because we we got we got uh, we got we got beat three nil by Burnley, so it's not like we can't be we can't be <laughs> saying going well they lost to Bur- they lost to Burnley two nil. Uh, mm. we, we don't really we can't really speak on that, but um, I don't know. It's a tough one. It, it's going to be a good game, I think, because they got they got some quality mate, like James Ward Prowse, like in that centre midfield. Yeah. I think mm. he's top like he's qual- he's yeah. quality, easily one um, of the best like, midfielders outside the top six. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and like I'm trying to think of some of some of the other players, but like even like um, uh, Che Adams up top, like he's not he's not quality, but he's a problem. He does a job. He's a problem. I mean, and, and like yeah, yeah, he's a pro- exa- he can, he, exactly, he can exactly. So like yeah, they they got they got enough players in there that can cause you problems. Uh, yeah, and they haven't set you know set the world alight this season. They've been a bit of a, a metic. Carl Walker Peters with all due respect, well. like, I'm he's, not he's one a, to really look out for. Carl Walker Peters is yeah. he's rapid up and down that right side, and obviously can cause us a lot of problems. I don't know how we're going to be with that. I, I think Kukureya should be okay enough. I mean, he's, he's dealt with the tougher challenges than Walker Peters in this season. I think, but I don't know. It's going to be an interesting yeah. game just because. You know, obviously, when you lose two 0 away to Burnley, you'll have to you have to win your next game because obviously Southampton fans are going to be fuming if they go and lose against Brighton away. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, you know, um, know. You know Stu, um, Stu, we had on the podcast. He he tweeted, yeah, he tweeted yeah, last because yeah. he's a big Saints fan, and um, mm. yeah, he tweeted going, "Well, that was shit." <laughs> so I was, uh, was going to message <laughs> yeah. him, like, well, he wasn't a Hassan Hootel fan, you, was he? If I remember rightly, next, he didn't he didn't like Hassan Hootel. He, he wanted them out. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, he, he, that was he like wasn't a year too ago. fond of him, which is interesting because yeah, it's, it, weird it's interesting though because I think Hassan Hootel when he came in he was unreal, wasn't he for them? Like yeah. he sort of just got them playing really good football, and then I feel like he, he has fallen off a bit in terms of yeah. He, wait, he doesn't he rarely get spoken about? Does he like really when you no. talk about like good managers in the Premier League? He doesn't. He never gets spoken I think about. He's which still is a good manager because he, he was still in that gets conversation some playing at times, but they just seem to be susceptible to a drilling every year. I mean, it's weird because. They they play so well, <laughs> and then and then they just you see them when you see Southampton lose six nil, you're just like oh well you know that's their annual drilling yeah. that they get, and then you, I don't know it's just such a weird thing with Southampton they they seem to be like sharp and down it's ridiculous I can never tell whether they're a good team or whether they're absolutely when, awful and that's sort of the there's never a middle ground with them. Well, it's the thing you talk you talk about you literally say that yeah so they, when they lost six nil to Chelsea they then beat Arsenal one nil like yeah that's you know what I mean? Mean. and then Arsenal just beating Chelsea so. So, so it's like it's this weird, like you said, it's this weird thing. It's like one day they're they're like they're never really average. Good. Like they, oh, they're always like play we great or awful. Yeah, one player we forgot, and, and I know you, I know you're a big fan because you've mentioned him a few times before. Broha, mm. he is he oh, is very yes, good, mate. Yeah, oh yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. I went to Southampton away, you're a big and fan. he absolutely yeah. 
tore us apart. Absolutely tore us apart. And I don't know. And I, don't, I, don't, I hate slander and Duffy nowadays because I, I really don't mean to. But I just it's just because you're not good at that anymore. I'm sorry. But I, I used to be a massive fan of Shane Duffy and the champ, right? Okay. I'm not, I don't like slander him. But it was because he was against Duffy. It was just so simple for Brozier to just turn him and he was done. And it was that was how they beat us that day. Uh, well, they didn't actually. We got a 98 minute equaliser. But yeah, Southampton away just reminds me of Brozier and, and how he absolutely just... yeah. He just tore us apart. He was next level, and he's only on loan from Chelsea anyway. You know, this is the this is the, another conversation about Chelsea's loan players. But uh, I don't know. It's just going to be tough because it, it just it just screams one all to me. It absolutely screams one all. It's one of them games where I can't see either team probably winning. It's like I don't know. I can't see us losing, but I can't see yeah. us winning at the same time. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, hundred percent. I think yeah. Again, uh, nail on head for the third time today, Ryan. Um, <laughs> it's been like, it's one of those games where it's it's uh you can't I can't really call it to be honest. Just because no, like you said, you never weird. know what. And I suppose it's similar to Brighton. Similar, a bit similar to Brighton as well. It's like you never know who you're going to get. Are you going to get yeah. uh, you know the best version of Brighton and Southampton, or are you going to get their worst? Uh, yeah. So I yeah, I, I'm going to go predictions now. Uh, I'll go. go I like your draw prediction, to be honest. Uh, mm. Although, can we nick a win? I don't know. I think I'm, we can. What? I don't I'm think it's unreasonable. I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 Brighton. I love that. Yeah, I, I want us to. I, yeah. <laughs> I best believe. I mean, we're, we're still on course for breaking our points record. We're still on course for finishing the top half, you know. Like, uh, we're on what? I'm just looking at the table now, yeah. 40 points. There's yeah. a couple of teams that have actually played a couple less games and there's Leicester of 31 played, the Wolves 32, we're on 33. Um, but we're, we're still on course to potentially finish in that top 10, which would be a very successful season. So I think there's still a lot oh, to, you know, people could say, oh, well, you know, are Brighton on the beach? Is it time for Brighton to pack up and not really bother for the rest of the season? But there's still something to play for here, 100%. Um, and I think I think we'll want to win. We have 100%. to win this one if we want to finish in that top ten. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a draw one all with my head, but I think with my heart, I think we can nick something. Um, I didn't actually realise we did beat them back in March 2021, last season away. So you know they are still there for the taking. I didn't realise we had beaten them. I thought they were just like. Uh, always banana skin so i'm still going to say one all I, I couldn't tell the last time we actually beat them at home to be honest but um yeah i'm going to say one all you'll say yeah, two nil do you think do you think that's fair uh two one two one of course the wi-fi goes now <laughs> my yeah. wi-fi went now uh, good, good going to be fair good going yeah. uh, no two one two one for me two one sorry two one um yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i think yeah. that's thing's pretty much it right we've got comments below um comments below yeah, yeah so yeah, comments we've below got below. We've got to be positive. Uh, I think I don't want to big up Caicedo anymore. I already have because I feel like I've talked about him so much, but he's just the man of the moment. I want to give him as much praise as he deserves. You yeah, know? yeah. Let's 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 do. Yeah. Let, uh, what what should we do for Caicedo? Um, um don't know. What put the say. the Caicedo effect up, up the Caicedo. The Caicedo. Yeah, effect. nice. Yeah, nice. I like that. I'll do. Yeah, that, he's Love really it. changed our Love team. It. I think that's fine. Right, um, I think that's about everything, boys. Uh, well, I say boys, boy. <laughs> um, I will see you and we boys. will see you. Yeah, boys boys um, and girls listening. Boys and girls. We will see you after the Southampton game when hopefully we do win. And uh, please do like if you're on YouTube, subscribe if you're on new, and obviously keep streaming on Apple and Spotify. And until then, we'll see you later. And goodbye. <laughs>
Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.